want to get on the action, we want to hear from you. Hit us up, faderoutemail at gmail.com. Slide in our DMs on IG at faderoutepodcast. Drop us a DM on Twitter at faderoutednz. Comment on our YouTube channel, The Fade Route with DNZ. Questions, comments, picks, segment suggestions, you name it, we want to hear from you. Get at us in crowd. Welcome to The Fade Route with DNZ. Here are your hosts, DNZ. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of The Fade Route with DNZ. I am Z, and I'm still processing what the hell we watched last night. Uh, it was like the, the only thing I could compare it to was bum fights, if you're familiar with that. <laughs> we go and fight. We go and fight, and nobody won, just like in bum fights. Everybody, including the audience, lost. And here he is. I've known this guy since our days on Carousel Shoes. The last QB in St. John's history, flight crew through and through. What's up, D? How's it going? Hey, man. Just glad to be here with you. Really glad to talk and uh, <laughs> discuss the debacle that was last night. Let's just say we're both doing better than Sam Darnold right now. I actually felt bad. I felt bad for him last night. You know, he looked like the only one out there that was really trying. His, his touchdown run was 100% effort. I mean, he gave it everything he had to get to the end zone in, the, in that in that game. You, you see runs like that from him, and you see the play calls from Gase, and you wonder why they don't do that more often, but then you see Sam Darnold trip over his own two feet and get sacked, and then you're like, that's why they don't do it more often. Uh, I just thought on that play he was going to go on IR for the rest of the year. <laughs> I thought he was going to like fall and really hurt himself. How about how about the Broncos quarterback? He played halfway decent. For, he played a good half of football. It took the Jets a half to figure out how to how to trick him and how to get the ball from him. Absolutely, but he does have the pedigree. He is the nephew of former Super Bowl champion Mark Rippon, and undrafted out of Boise State, third string behind Locke and Driscoll and, and Bortles. Actually, technically, probably uh, fourth string at that point. For him to come out and have that kind of performance, I mean, all things considered, it was really impressive. I'll give the kid his due, but... He had a lot of records in Boise State, too. I think he finished his career there with, like, the most passing yards. I think he was, like, second in touchdowns. Um, he, I think he's been with them for a while. He might have been practice squad last year. Yeah, I mean, kid can play. You know, it's a heck of a job on his point, but... We came here to bury the Jets, not to really praise the Broncos today. I just, I found myself while I was watching the game, just like looking at different position battles, especially on the, the, the line of scrimmage. They could not penetrate the Broncos line. Um, they couldn't cover their receivers. The jump ball to Judy, he, the corner is in perfect position to make a play. And he lets a rookie jump over him, rip it out of his hands, and walk into the end zone for a 46 or 47-yard score. And they lost Noah Fant last night, too. So that becomes even more important. You know, that's a game that the Jets need to have with a depleted skill position. But 
Melvin Gordon came up huge for the Broncos, and they just had their way with the Jets' offensive line last night. I actually, I hate to say this, I actually picked the Jets to win the game, and my thought process was, okay, they have a pra- the Broncos have a practice squad quarterback coming in. He's only got three days to prepare for this game. I'm sure the, the defensive coordinator can dial up some blitzes, cause some confusion. Look at all the personal fouls. They had over like 160 yards in personal penalties. Yeah, six big ones. And then, you know, Quinn and Williams with the face mask, McClendon with the blow to the head. You know, the the Broncos were trying to give the Jets the game, and the Jets were like, no, no, no. No, you can have it. You can have it. No, no, no. We'll send this back. It's not to our liking. 30s. I think they put up 37. He was like, that was was the, the Broncos' final tally. I mean, yeah. you knew you you know the Broncos have talent offensively, right? But really, and defensively too. Their defensive line is pretty solid. You just thought that the Jets would have had a game plan to expose a young quarterback, and they would have been able to get the ball downfield and and score enough points at home to win. They had Crowder coming back. I didn't expect Frank Gore to have like a hundred yards rushing, but I did expect Frank Gore to score. And it just makes them look even worse for letting go of um, Robbie Anderson, who's like sixth in the league in in, in uh, receiving yards right now. He is. And, you know, it, it really is an indictment of Joe Douglas and Adam Gase and Greg Williams and everybody on that coaching staff, especially at the end of the game when it just got muddied and it got ugly. And I thought Vic Fangio and Adam Gase were going to throw down. And honestly, that would have been more entertaining than the game. I think my money's on Fangio. Yeah, I think you would have. I think you would have got a nice hook in there. But I think that's why Fangio didn't want to even shake his hand because he figured I'm going to punch this guy in the face because yeah. uh, he he it was like three really bad blows to his quarterback late in the game. It's just like, yo, what are we doing here? Oh, 100 percent. And you know what? That might have been get that might have been called by Greg Williams, but as a head coach, as an administrator, you got to pull your DC to the side and say, "Knock it off, game's over." You just wonder at what like at what point what's going to be the final straw. Like I saw the press conference after the game where the reporter straight up asked Adam Gase, "He's like, listen, it doesn't sound like any of these New York fans want you to be here anymore. Like, what do you have to say to them?" And, and his response was like, oh, you know, we're still trying to make things better. We're still trying to win games. We're still trying to do the best we can. It's just like at, at some point you have as management, you got to figure like this isn't working. Like he's going to get somebody hurt. And the other yeah. thing, somebody um, Bart Scott was actually funny. I think it was this morning or yesterday morning. He was saying, I wouldn't fire Gase. Leave him in here. He, he's got to go through this just as much as everybody else does. I thought that was a great yeah. answer. No, it's true. You know, Bart, Bart Scott, he's got some gems sometimes. And you know what? They're, it, if they are tanking for Trevor Lawrence, you re- if you're him, you really got to think about, you know, pulling an Eli Manning or a John Elway. Or a Peyton Manning, point. right? Because Peyton Manning, he stayed in college one more year. Yeah. When I think, I think the Jets were the team that had the number one pick that year. Yeah. Right. And then Peyton Manning, you know, he recommended Adam Gase. So he actually screwed over the Jets twice. (laughs) But thanks a lot, man. You know, are you kidding me? But yeah, it's a debacle. It's completely ridiculous. It's going to get worse. I don't, I don't see, I don't see where the Jets are going to get their first win. 
because I thought last night was a perfect chance for them to get their first win. Honestly, I'm looking at that schedule, the upcoming schedule, and where's where's the, where, where do you see the where do you see the win, Z? Where do you see the win? I don't see a win here. I the, uh, in the upcoming schedule, the next five weeks, I see them going 0 and 9. Like I real, I really don't. I mean, the only one I could possibly see is like a gift from Kyler Murray. Right, right. I could see. Well, I you know he's polished now. So if I was gonna guess where the gift would be. Maybe San Diego. I mean, maybe the Chargers, right? Because they got the rookie yeah. quarterback, and what Eckler's their receiver. I mean, they're running yeah. back. You know, I could see Keenan Allen. Yeah, no Joey Bosa. Right. I could or see the, them winning yeah. a close game there, because I think the Cardinals' defense is going to eat the Jets alive. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, no. Then they, they got the, the Cardinals- Bills. Then they got the Chiefs, lost, lost, Patriots, yeah. lost, Dolphins. I don't know. Fitzpatrick plays pretty good. <laughs> they put Man, up points. No. They score. It, it really, I mean, any of these games, it's just like, it's re- it's a reach. It really is a reach for me to, to say, okay, this is where I see it. And I'm starting to come around with that for the Giants, too. But at least the Giants, like, they play with pride. They play with passion. They're not talented, who did the, but they're they're trying. Yeah. Who did the scheduling here? They got the Dolphins and a bye week, and then the Dolphins again. Who, who's doing the scheduling? Who's their AD? I, <laughs> I know it's a you know <laughs> you know is Appalachian State on the schedule? Uh, or, you know what's going on? Oh, here? And then, Appalachian State to beat them. <laughs> then they got the Raiders, Seahawks, Rams, Jets. They're gonna win one game, maybe two games. Uh, I mean. It's possible they could go 0 and 16 because we still don't know. I mean, we're we're only going week to week. We can't see into the future. Who knows? Like Joe Flacco might be like he sees this. Coming. I'm not coming off IR. Joe no, Flacco's about to not. start coughing and be like, "I got COVID. I'm out. I got the Rona. <laughs> I got exactly. the Rona. I can't go back in they're, there." He actually, they're the, back when he came into the game, was like Mike something. When he came into the game for Darnold, he actually looked pretty good. He threw some solid passes. Yeah, I mean, their third stringer is like uh, Mike Moore or something like that. I'm like, who the hell is this guy? And um, they brought that kid in from Florida, in the Florida Atlantic or Florida International, James Morgan. He's hurt. Ugh. So it's just like, you know, and, uh, you know, Sam Darnold is dealing with that AC joint. You know, who the hell's throwing the ball? Yeah, I don't. Uh... You're going to get a steady dose of Frank Gore for the year. You know, those old legs are really going to get a nice little workout. Actually, Mike Greenberg even said this morning, he was like, if I was Trevor Lawrence, I'd think long and hard about staying if the Jets get the number one pick. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know where the win comes. I don't know how to make this better. I don't know. This isn't a one. We've talked about this the previous weeks. This isn't a one-year fix. This isn't a two-year fix. No. This is going to take time. Brashad Perryman's their number one quarter, their number one receiver hasn't been on the, I think yeah. he's on the field for one game. And even if he was on the field yesterday, it wouldn't have mattered. The 49ers, yeah. the 25, the 25ers beat him because it wasn't even the, the, the 49ers. The 25. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Brashad Perryman has five, I think he has five catches or five targets. Robbie Anderson is sixth in the league in receiving yards. You think you want that one back? Herndon Herndon was supposed to be this stud tight end. He's dropping passes when nobody's even covering him. He looks slow. It's it's brutal. Her, Herndon showed me who he was last year when he got hurt, 
came back and was overweight and got hurt again. <laughs> like, Ryan Griffin, like I, I, I like Ryan Griffin that, actually. I like him. He's good, but you know he's not a number one. No, no. And you know maybe they bring back Quincy Anunwan next year. You know he's you know sit out a year, get healthy kind of thing because they did cut him. I don't know, but um, you know. They could certainly use Quincy and Nunwa even with a freaking neck brace. They could have used five more guys on offense and defense last night. It wouldn't have mattered. And, and this Mackay Becton thing, apparently he was playing hurt last he night. He looked and hurt. Four- I actually felt bad for him because he did look hurt and Chubb was abusing him. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, if you're the head coach of this team and you realize, hey, we may have something special here. And the kid played like something special before yesterday. We got to hold them out. There's got to be some practice squad player or some reserve on this line that we can plug in, take the night off and get this kid healthy because his future is bright. And, you know, he's one of the few bright spots on the team. Yeah, I thought he was but... a good draft pick. I thought he was a good draft pick. And he was he was he was having trouble getting up. He couldn't even get up yeah. off the ground a couple of times. I saw him when the offense came off the field. He was sitting on the sideline, like rubbing his shoulder like. That's not that's not a good sign. That's not a good sign. No. And for this uh, this brilliant offensive mind, who's been outscored by almost a hundred points already, four games into this season. I don't know. But um, let's move on to uh, let's move on to basketball because we got the NBA finals are set. Uh, we got the uh, the LA Lakers taking on uh, really not even the Miami Heat, right? It's the Miami Warm right now because uh, they yes. lost. They lost a couple of players in the first game. Um, I think. Yeah, they're missing uh, Adebayo. They're missing Goran Dragic. They're, uh, yeah, they're definitely the lukewarm right now. <laughs> lukewarm. And I just wonder, uh, you know, talk a little bit about LeBron's legacy. I mean, I, I foresee him winning a ring. That's going to be three. There's going to be three. It's going to be four rings total and three with different teams. Um. I don't really know if there's a good comparison for him if he wins this ring. I think in football, you know, you can you can have Brady and Montana. They're in a class together now. Uh, Bill Russell is in his own class in basketball with all the rings he has, and I think I think this victory will put LeBron in his own class. Uh, it'll push him past Kobe for sure. I don't even think you really can compare him to MJ because MJ you know, had the six championships. He never lost in the finals. Um, but, you know, LeBron, ten, 10 finals, uh, nine finals in 10 years. We will never see this again in our lifetime. No, he is certain like the will, you know, we talk about the mama mentality all the time and the greatness of Kobe Bryant, but the iron will of LeBron James to put, you know, 14 other guys on his back including some of the coaches and saying, let's go guys. I'm you're going to ride me all the way to at least the finals. Like that is a, a great Testament to his skill and his greatness. It's really hard to put a player comp because we've never seen anything like this before no. because of the situation of him being with multiple teams. Right. Exactly. Like, I mean, you think of journeyman players, right? Like Robert Ori and what Ray Allen ended up being and Shaq ended up being and like they ended, they started out as great players and they ended up as journeymen. But LeBron was, has become a journeyman in his prime. And it's just a, you know, it's a weird situation based on the finances and the salary cap in 
in basketball that he was able to achieve what he was able to achieve. But I mean, he's certainly not a journeyman because that is, you know, that that's a slight to his ability, but he really is in a class by himself until you see somebody else do it. Um, Maybe, I mean, Kevin Durant, if he comes back from his injury and he's able to do, you know, if he's able to, to achieve that, maybe we'll get there. I mean, I don't know how much longer Kevin Durant has, you know, I'm not sure. And I'm not gonna... sure he fits the bill just because I think him going to golden state is kind of like a black mark on his, you know, on his resume because he went to a, a loaded team that just won two titles and he joined them to win. I think his first, his first one. So I don't know. Kevin Durant's definitely extremely talented. I just don't know even if he wins with the Nets, if he's and LeBron's a good person. I mean, he's built schools, um, no off the field, no off the court issues. Stand uh, stand up guy, stand up man. Like you know, Michael Jordan had gambling. This guy, this guy doesn't have anything. Yeah. Like he he's a, he's a basketball player. Yeah, a gentleman, you know, a scholar. You know, he's a. Uh, it, a great philanthropist, absolutely. And a guy you know? who came came uh, out of came out of high school and just did it right from from the beginning. Yeah, I, if we're gonna if we're gonna do this, and indulge me a second, if we're gonna do cross sports comparison, I would say oh, Derek God. G. <laughs> oh, stop! Don't give me that crap. This this guy, <laughs> he's got. I mean, think about it. Look at that. Straight out of high school, good head on his shoulders, constant winner. The only thing Jeter didn't do was go to different Jeter. Teams. All right, hold so, on. Let's uh, Jeter doesn't have any MVPs. He's got one World Series MVP, but he's never even been the best player on his team ever. He was never the best player on his team. I don't I don't I don't think LeBron and Jeter I don't think that I don't think that goes well together at all. But you're entitled to your opinion. <laughs> In terms of being a great winner, like they're, you know, you can't. No, he's uh, definitely. Yeah, you can't knock that. either guy. Yeah, they they were both winners, um, you know. And Jeter and LeBron had the same issue, you know. Like if you look at Miami, Miami was a ready-built team to win a chip. You know, you had Bosch and you had Wade there, and they all brought it together. And if they fa- could have found a way to put Carmelo and Chris oh, Paul on that team, to. they would have. Yeah, and you know it. To. They wanted to. And Kyrie's comments, that, uh, I think it was yesterday. Uh, taking a dig at LeBron saying, oh, now it's finally nice to be on a team where I don't have to worry about taking the last shot. So it's like, what are you talking about, man? And why would you say that right now? I think he was talking about the crappy team before LeBron came back. He said, I, I mean, <laughs> I, I, just, I just thought it was unnecessary for him to say something like that. Um, and he was like all teammates, all the teams I've ever been on. He wasn't, uh, you know, specifying one or two years where he had that problem. Yeah. But what up? What up? I, I, and then he goes out and throws Nash under the bus and it's like, oh, yeah, I don't think, you know, I think coaching is going to be a collaboration this year. It's like, dude, you got kicked out of Boston because you couldn't play on that team. Like, you couldn't play. And they were set ready to win championships. And you, you couldn't play. They had to go and get Kemba Walker to replace you. I mean, you're going to go and start saying, oh, yeah, well, you know, we're going to be a collaborative effort. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad I don't have to take I don't have to t- I know I don't have to take a left shot anymore. It's just like, come on, guy, where, where are you coming from with all this? I'm calling I don't it think right Marks now. knows what he got into when he picked this guy up. No, dude's a head case. Absolutely. Totally a head case. And honestly, 
I'm calling it now. Kyrie or Steve Nash, one of them will not finish the year as a Brooklyn. Really? Man. Okay. You know, write that down. That's yeah. a good one. I'm calling. I'm calling the shot. Right. Write it down. I'm calling the shot right now. Because if Kevin Durant can't get this guy in line. He's just going to drag down the rest of the team. You've seen it in Cleveland. You've seen it in Boston. It's just what he does. If he's not the center of attention, it doesn't matter. And you know what? He's one. They, they remember what a, they said about A Rod. He's a twenty-four and one player. This guy is <laughs> a. If, if they had twenty-four guys on a roster in basketball, he'd be the ultimate twenty-four and one guy. And he just really, he, he just, he nah. doesn't get it. He has a, I just nah, don't think he, he does, gets it. He doesn't it. care, and this is because people have been you know, uh, praising him his whole life. He's not – I don't feel like he's humble at all. Um, I even saw some clips about when he was on the, the, the USA team, how he was telling Kobe, I could beat you one-on-one, first time he even met Kobe. He's just like, "Where? where's your humble juice, man? Like, come on. Not not, not even Carmelo and the guys are saying that stuff. But, no, absolutely not. And you know what? Kobe should have chal- taken that challenge and yeah. not let him score yeah. a point. Yeah. Uh, Staying in the East, uh, Doc Rivers uh, signs deal to become a Clippers, uh, the 76ers head coach, five-year deal. Uh, that was pretty quick. Uh, I was kind of surprised. You know, a lot of people love Doc Rivers as a coach. I've never really thought of him as a good coach. I think in, when I think of Doc Rivers, it's a guy who barely won one title with three future Hall of Famers. Um, I didn't like how he traded for his son when he was in L.A., I think that led to the breakup of Lob City ultimately because I think Chris Paul did not uh, vibe very well with Austin Rivers. Um, I don't I don't know if he can really fix the Sixers. I don't know if anybody can really fix the Sixers. I think he's a better he's a better coach for the Sixers than Mike D'Antoni would have been because if I if D'Antoni went there, I think Embiid would have been traded by the deadline. I think I I really do feel that. D'Antoni would have done a great job with Simmons. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if he would have taught him how to shoot, but he definitely would have instilled that Nash, Harden kind of point guard with him, which would have been really interesting to see. Um, but you know, he's the only coach in M- NBA history to blow multiple three-one leads. Um, to me, maybe Doc should have went to Houston. That might have worked out, but I don't know if Chris Paul would have been happy with that. But or maybe right. stay out of here, but. I don't, I don't see this thing in Philly going to work out that well. No, it, it, to me, it reads as an unmitigated disaster. The only thing that wor- is working in Doc's favor is that he's not the GM and team president. That falls to Elton Brand. So if they get off to a slow start and if the chemistry issues continue, Elton Brand's going to go before Doc Rivers is going to go. And, you know, it falls on Joel Embiid. It falls on Ben Simmons. They need to get in a room and they need to figure out what the hell they need to do in order to coexist on the floor. Cause no, they're not going to get any help there. Nobody's coming to save them. It's up to them. Or this do you think, do you think teammates have to get along off the court to have success on the court? Absolutely not. But you know, you at least have to come to a, some kind of impasse. You have to come to some kind of uh, compromise about what's going on. I mean, Shaq and Kobe, they had a rough right. relationship and they were able to coexist on the court. They were able to coexist on the court because 
winning mattered more than right. anything else right. for those guys. And I'm not sure if that's the case with Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. You, you don't know that. And that's the one thing about the process that, you know, Sam Hankey didn't exactly, you know, take into account. You're going to get all these number one draft picks, but yeah, you amass talent, but that doesn't mean if they can given play the choice between the two <laughs> stars, which one would you rather have? Would you rather have Embiid or would you rather have Simmons? I would rather yeah, have the point too. guard. Just be, yeah, six ten point guard. But, like I mean, him, you, I, that 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 comes around once yeah. in a lifetime. You're gonna get big guys like Embiid, and, and Embiid's a, a huge talent. Don't get me wrong, but uh, you don't Ben Simmons. Uh, you know, I, I always. I know people people don't like to hear this, but you know, I see Ben Simmons, I think of Magic Johnson. He's not Magic Johnson, but Magic Johnson came into the league. He really couldn't shoot. He had to learn how to shoot, but he was a great distributor of the basketball and he could really play all five positions. Simmons has that chance if given the the right coaching and the right tutelage. I, I don't know if he takes the coaching or not, but I I think he can still play. I think there's still a a chance for him to be somebody. It's not too late for him. Embiid is who Embiid is. Uh, I don't, you know, he's often hurt too, which doesn't help his cause. And and he seems to have a problem with Ben Simmons. I've never heard, I haven't heard anybody say Ben Simmons has a problem with Embiid, but I have heard him, you know, Embiid criticizing Simmons for not being able to shoot or having a problem with his game. Yeah, you really, it's it really is a one-sided thing. And the only time you didn't hear about any chemistry issues is when Jimmy Butler was there, oddly enough. The <laughs> guy who was in the, the chemistry issue play. in Minnesota. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, Jimmy Butler would have just – he would have messed him up. And you know what? Like, that would have been entertaining. It, you know, almost as entertaining as Adam Gase. I like I liked, uh, Jimmy had a press conference today, and they're like, he's like, yeah, we're down people, yada, yada, yada. We're going to win tonight. All right? <laughs> Uh, you know what? I love the confidence, and you know, he was the rudder. He was the rudder of that ship. Him and JJ Redick. Oh, you know, they had the JJ veteran Redick. presence. Oh. I, <laughs> you know, you know, I I couldn't stand him in college, but you know what? As a pro, <sighs> like he's fit in well. I mean, he's he's definitely been able to carve out <sighs> a nice career for himself. And and he was that veteran <sighs> presence, you know. <laughs> and they were one. Let's and also think about it. They were one Kawhi Leonard shot away yeah. from advancing. Well, I think I think that who knows what happens. Be the benefit to Doc going to the East. It's the East now. Miami's up and coming. Milwaukee's Milwaukee. There are there are some teams that are good, but there aren't. Nobody in the East is a world beater. Even Toronto. Toronto is a very well coached team, but they prove they're beatable. The Celtics have proved they're beatable, even though they have so much talent. I don't even know how that happens. But um, I think I think uh, Elton Brand did a great job in bringing Doc in and signing him because he's the best coach available. I'm just not sure if that was the right move for Doc. But- I'm getting hungry over here. Should have cooked up some dinner. And if you're looking for a new cooking show to binge, check out As You Eat It on YouTube, hosted by me, Chef Z. I invite you into my home and show you what and how I cook when I'm off the clock as a chef instructor. You're going to learn fun recipes and creative methods to empower and inspire you in the kitchen and take it to the next level. Cook how you want to cook. Eat how you want to eat. Eat as you eat it. That's As You Eat It, available only on YouTube. A-Z, you eat it. Check it out and let's get cooking.
But uh, switching gears a little bit, uh, baseball playoffs have been awesome. Um, really excited for the Rays and the Yankees, and I'm really, I'm really interested to get your take on this series because I know you've got your eye on it. Um, I think I think the Rays have a chance. Um, would you think it would be an embarrassment if the Yankees were to lose to the Tampa Bay Rays in this series? It wouldn't be an embarrassment just because of the simple fact that the Rays are better than the Yankees. And I'm going to say that right now. Like, they're, they're not stars. And this isn't a, a cop-out, right? You're not just and saying ulti- this because you're like, oh, maybe the Rays will win. Like, you, you honestly and truly believe that the Rays are a better team. Okay. Absolutely. As a, co- as a cohesive unit, they are better okay. than the New York Yankees. And you, you've seen that throughout the course of the year. And even last year, too. You know, a, a series, a collection of names does not a team make. And, you know, when you have a bullpen that the Rays have and a starting rotation, yeah, they don't have big – they don't have a Garrett Cole, but they have solid guys that give you innings and will get the job done. And at the end of the day, like, this is the closest they've been since they got to the World Series in, you know, in 09. And, and – oh, wait, excuse me. And – this is the most complete team they've had. The Yankees are in trouble if they, especially if they don't hit home runs and they're in a pitcher friendly ballpark. Now, you know, they're in, they're going to San Diego. They're going to be in the bubble. It's a bigger ballpark. You know, you're not going to count on those Yankee stadium wall scrapers at three fourteen. So, you know, they're, you're going to be in a series. The question is, you know, are the Yankees going to live up to the names on their baseball card? And I don't know if they can. It seemed like, it seemed like uh, Glaber Torres was really turning things around. He had a really uh, terrible year. I, I'm going to say it was a really terrible year for how well he played last year, but he seemed to have his bat in this last, in the last two games he played. Um, and Gary, Gary Sanchez didn't have a particularly good year either, but I, I can see him turning it around. Yeah, I mean, Gary Sanchez could possibly, you know, be an X factor. Uh, DJ LeMayhew's going to be batting down on DJ LeMayhew. Batting champ, exactly. Like, he, like that guy can just flat out hit. To me, like, the, whatever you get from Gio Urshela is gravy. The guy's more of a defensive player, but he developed his stroke in the Bronx. Good for him. But... It boils down to Stanton. It boils down to Judge. It boils down to Voight. All these guys, they're either all or nothing guys. So you're and... saying it really comes down to them hitting. So how many how many runs do you feel like they got to score a game to win? The Yankees need to score an upwards of six they runs. They average six runs in the they got to average six in the series because you know what the the Rays aren't going lightly and the Rays can play. They're a complete team, so it's not going to be like a a one nothing. Hope to God we don't give up a run series. You know they they're going to beat. It's going to be toe to toe. They're going. It's going to be a yeah. slugfest. You know they're going to be back and forth, back and forth, and you know it's going to be attrition, and that poses very well that bodes very well for the winner of the a's and the astros another series with really bad blood (laughs) stemming from the alex cintron ramon wait wait how awesome though would it be i mean this purely speculation but how awesome would it be 
if the Astros get to face the Dodgers in the World Series and they have to go through the Yankees, how awesome would that be? That would be I think amazing. Major League Baseball wants that to happen. Yeah. Well, the, here's the thing. Game one of the here's World the Series, if it's, Dodger, <laughs> if it's Dodgers-Astros, I'm starting to go kill it. <laughs> Start them. Just get it over with. I'm starting to. <laughs> Go get him, Joe. Get it out of your system, Joe. <laughs> Make him count. But yeah, I think, no, I think, I think Major League Baseball would want that, and they would want the Dodgers. I mean, I'm not going to say that you know they're actively going to try and get this going, I'm, and they're actively going to play a role in it. The Dodgers are much better than the Astros on paper, and the, this is the if this is their year. It has to be the same way it was the year for the Tampa Bay Lightning. This has to be the year for the Dodgers. Talent well, needs well, to Well, say what you, say what you want about the Astros. The Astros can hit. The Astros can score runs. All right? I don't know. Their pitching isn't as good as it's been in previous years. But those boys can score. And in a neutral site, that looms large. Yeah, I mean, not having Verlander is definitely going to Yeah, I saw got Tommy John surgery, man. He's, I think his career is yeah. over. I don't think he can... I don't think he's coming back from that, man. I don't know if he should. You know, he's had a hell of a ride. Sure. And, you know, he's he's been to multiple World Series. He's got a ring. He won Rookie of the Year. Like, he's just, you know, it, it's some father time catches up with us all. And you know what? If If this is how it's meant to go out, I'd rather see him go out like this than be a guy pitching, you know, at 50 to 75 percent of what he used to be and watching him and thinking about exactly just like remember what he just hang out with kate upton on the beach and you'd be straight man you got you got your ring you're good yeah Yeah. or he'll end up with st louis and him and adam wainwright will be like you know like the old men river uh as as much as i'd like to see the astros and the Yankees hook up in the championship and then see the Astros play the Dodgers in the World Series. I have a lot of this. I have a lot of faith in my Braves this year. I mean, especially now the Cubs are out. They just got to beat the Marlins and they can get into the NLCS. I'm I'm okay with playing the Dodgers in the championship. Very okay with that. And a very winnable to me. I don't know, you know, the Braves, they definitely, they're lacking the starting pitching department, man. Like, they can mash with the rest of them, but they can mash with the best of them. But, you know, not having Soroka and not having a health, you know, not having a good Fulton Nevich, not really having a lot of starting depth is going to bite them in the ass. Definitely will. I mean, it would be nice to have the pitching. Um, it's actually so surprising. I read something recently where this is like their first playoff series win in almost like 18 years and to think yeah. they were like going to the almost the world series or playoff bound every year in the 90s and the 2000s and i don't know what happened <laughs> well yeah I mean, let, I mean let's think about that for a second because you started with the youth movement in the mid 2000s with the jeff frank Coors and the brian mccann's and those guys and you know they were okay. You know Jeff Jeff Francoeur flamed out, ended up at the with the Mets for a little bit, and then kind of bounced around. McCann ended up being a solid player. Marcus Giles was. Oh, I remember while. that guy? 
Yeah. I mean, they had some guys, but they really, they never really were able to reach the level of the mid nineties Braves where you had, you know, justice and were also built around the pitching staff. I mean, the pitching staff was, was, it was ace. We have, they haven't had, they haven't had that kind of pitching staff, not even, not even close to resembling it. The big gun they went and got in the off season this year, it hasn't even played. Cole Hamill hasn't even played. That's true. I mean, Cole Hamill's, you know, that's a risk you take on an older arm. And the Braves have, they're guilty of doing that in the past. Like, bring in Mike Hampton yeah. and, you know, like guys hitting, like that. Pitching. Oh, I, heard the, I heard the school system down there is even better than Denver's. <laughs> so good, you know, good for Mike Hampton. He did a really good job with that. But, you know, like, they brought in their veteran guys, but they were never able to assemble that rotation. And, you know, the People don't realize how good the Braves bullpen was for a while there. Yeah. You know, you had Wollers and Stanton and Greg McMichael and all the, you know, studs coming don't out. Don't forget of the about bullpen. John Rocker. He was awesome. Oh, well, I didn't forget about John Rocker. Like, he's hard to forget. The people on the seven train still haven't, they haven't forgotten, forgotten John Rocker. People Rocker's. on the seven train haven't forgotten, definitely. Absolutely not. But yeah, they just never were never able to put it all together after having so many years of it all together. But it, they've done a great job, and um, you know it's going to be a heck of a series. But you know, don't count out the Marlins. No, yet. definitely. I mean, they not. got this definitely far. Not. You it's, can't. It's actually, you know? looking like Jeter knows what he's doing down there. Yeah, I mean, they, it's it's amazing that they've gotten this far. I it pains me to give Don Mattingly that credit, but here's my thing, and I just can't get away from it. Imagine if Jose Fernandez was on this team. Yeah. Like, think about that. If that didn't happen, and if Jeter had Fernandez when he when he bought the team, would he have made, the made decisions thing. he made? Makes you wonder. It really does. Because mm-hmm. they were, you know, that team was on the cusp. You know, they had Stanton and Ozuna and Yelich. And, oh, my, you know, it's, like, it's an embarrassment. Who's the, D. They Gordon had a good was there. Too. J, uh, um, oh, what was his name? Yeah. I think he's on the Phillies now, right? Yeah, JT yeah. Real Muto. That's yeah. right. Jeez. They, you know, like, uh, they had guys and, you know, they blew it all up. But, I mean, clearly this is their move. This is their model. Yeah, it works. They know what I they're mean, doing. It, it definitely works. It's working for the Rays, too, right? Yeah. I mean, get these guys, you know, nobody knows them. But what do you um? So what do you think? To... What do you think about the baseball bubble? So they're gonna be playing games in Texas and San Diego. How do you feel about it? I mean, I'm looking at the results of the NBA and the NHL, and it's worth a shot. It minimizes travel, and it it definitely, you know, there's potential there. Um, the home field advantage is gone. And, you know, frankly, it never was going to be there anyway, because, I mean, a lot of that stems from the fans in addition to the dimensions of the ballpark. So the energy, you know, the energy of the fans would definitely be there. But to me, that benefits the Rays because the Rays and the Marlins, because they're used to not playing in front of people. (laughs) So, you know, (laughs) that's it. Like This is, you know, this is just another day. This is the Eagles in the stands. I'm a little nervous tonight. (laughs) 
wait, is that a cutout of Jeter? No, that's actually Jeter. Okay. Uh, I was very but, impressed yeah. at how the NHL had all those. They had over, I think, 39,000 or 40,000 tests, not one positive. That is very impressive. I mean, that is extremely impressive, considering the fact that you had your you had your team together for all those months, and teams are going in, teams are going out. You're tra- you then moved from Toronto to Edmonton, so even in know, baseball, the- baseball had a breakout in the beginning. They got under control. Basketball had a couple of breakouts, um, and now football is dealing with a rather large one. I mean, the start of a large yeah. one, I think, um, but. Uh, yeah, I'm just interesting to see, I'm interested to see how how it's going to work for baseball, um, because baseball has a different feel to it in October, and where when you're playing at home, um, just really curious to see if if uh, if it affects teams in a negative way. Because like I said, I think you're gonna get your best. There's no distractions now. There's an empty ball field. There's a neutral site. I'm really just focusing on playing baseball every day. I don't have my kids. I don't have my wife. I don't have to drive to the stadium. I don't have to think about anything but playing baseball. So you're going to get the best out of everybody. And sometimes you really learn on how good a team really is. Yeah, absolutely. And the the thing is like winning breeds confidence. So the, the more they're, the more they experience this and, the more they win, especially for the teams who haven't been this far before, you know, the more yeah, they got nothing to lose. Marlins have nothing. Yeah, to they lose. got nothing to lose. Uh, they, and, and Tampa, I don't think Tampa. I don't think Tampa has that mentality. They're not looking at this as we hmm. have nothing to lose. They're looking at this as like we can win this. <laughs> Absolutely, and you know what? The way they perform this year, they should be the heavy favorite to come out of the American League. But you look at teams like the A's. You look at teams like the. The experience of the Astros, the experience of the Yankees, it's not going to be easy. And you know what? It shouldn't be easy because these are supposedly the best of the best. And that's that's really this this should be a great postseason yeah. because there's really nobody left that shouldn't True. be there. True. Uh, I was actually I was speaking really of teams that how, shouldn't be there. I was surprised the Twins lost their 18th yeah. straight playoff game. Um, I was also yeah. a little bit surprised at how Yelich played this year. I don't know if he had a hangover. I don't know if, uh, you know, the coronavirus affected him. But, I mean, you talk about the shadow of the player he was. I, I, he was unrecognizable this year. Yeah, I mean, Christian Yelich had a bad year, no doubt. Um, who knows, you know, if it was, you know, things were weighing heavy on him or – the expectations were bigger or the fact that they figured they, you know, they figured out a hole in his swing or anything like that. We, you know, it's probably a, a multitude of things. It's probably not just one thing, but the twins are the twins and via con Dios, <laughs> they, they did, they did exactly what we thought you were going to do. And they should have got what? a live chicken. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah. Should, I mean, it doesn't matter if it's Doug Mankiewicz or Joe Maurer or Joe Nathan or any other guy named Joe who's from Minnesota. It, it just they got that beautiful. You are what you are, man. And and they're never gonna play playoff games there ever, unless it unless they somehow have a neutral site yeah. World Series. Like that's really the only way. I mean, they're, they're never gonna. gonna they're there. never gonna but, play there. Target Field. But you know who? You know who got out early and he's starting to look. He, he's starting to look really good for it. Brad Radke. 
He got out oh, really man, early. Oh man, I forgot about Super Brad Radke. Wow, I haven't heard that name in a and long he, time. Such a good pitcher, and he retired young, and he's looking pretty smart for it because the the team hasn't done jack. And, I'm out of here, guys. You know, it's been great. Thanks. Like, <laughs> see you later. You aren't gonna do it. I'm done, man. You're not gonna. You're not gonna screw my years. career up. Well, no, absolutely not. Yeah, Eight, eighteen consecutive playoff losses. How it's do you just, do that? How does that even un- happen? How do you not win one by accident? You're running to the Yankees. Buzz. So that's what happens. You know. Yeah. <laughs> that you know that the Yankees see them and they just start licking their chops because they know. W. They know. <laughs> we got this. You know, it's a walkover. You know, there's no such thing as a walkover in baseball, but apparently there is. Because they should you know, change their name the to the Minnesota Walkovers. <laughs> you know, they're they're rivaling the Vikings they had for some mediocrity. Studs on their team like, too, man. They had Gordado, Milton, Koski, Jack Jones. They had some studs back in the day too. Tory Hunter. Oh, yeah, I love it. Like, yeah, Kadire and Morno. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Like that team should have done way more than it, it ever accomplished. And it, it's really sad, you know? It's the same same thing with the A's. The A's have won a, they haven't won a series Til until recently. recently it's that, like when they beat the White Sox. It was like their first series win. Yeah. It's like the last time they won. It was 2006, and they lost to the Tigers. That was the year the Tigers went to the World Tigers. Series and lost to the Cardinals. But, you know, that was the last time the A's had won a postseason series. Like, uh, what? <laughs> I mean, you, I mean <laughs> it's bull- bully for you. Yeah, exactly. You know, he got a movie. <laughs> Brad Pitt played him in a movie. <laughs> like, what I the believe hell? In what we're doing here. Really? Because nobody else does. <laughs> right. There's 50 feet of crap, and then there's us. Been that way since you've been here, Billy. He's got some. Oh my goodness! And you know, like it's very interesting. You know, the A's, the Tigers, and the Twins are like the perennial placeholders. And speaking of the Tigers, did you hear about this? That they're going to seriously consider Matt, um, AJ Hinch, and Alex Cora when they interview for uh, Martin's replacement. Yeah, bring back that video replay. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Pull the tape up. Let's get some. Let's get some runs tonight. Yeah. I mean, if I'm AJ Hinch, on the road this year, by the way, they won more games on home than they did <laughs> on the road this year. Coincidence? I, I wasn't really paying them. Yeah, I don't know. I wasn't paying that much attention. Like, I mean, I wasn't listening for the garbage can <laughs> this year. But uh, with AJ Hinch, you don't even need a garbage can. Swig, don't swig. You can hear him. Yeah. <laughs> Curveball. But Alex Cora never showed contrition. And honestly, like, I think he's got to sit for a little while. He's got to sit and stew. Think about what you did, pal. And at least pretend to apologize. Pretend to be sorry. Just, you know, fake it. We don't need to, you don't need to really believe it. Just fake it. And yeah, but you know what? They don't. Easily, they easily don't speaking. because they know they're not the only ones that do it. That's why. That's why. And I'm I'm completely fine with a, that. Like, 
somebody somebody rang the alarm on them. Somebody on their own team went to another team and rang the alarm on them. Fires, I believe, did it. And then a bunch of other yep. people started coming out. But I have no doubt that other teams participate in something similar. I think even the Yankees uh, stopped some kind of letter from coming out a couple of months ago about something they were doing years ago. Yeah. So I, I, they got yeah, busted for an Apple Watch. I'm not... I don't really care. I that's why he wasn't that's why he wasn't showing remorse or showing any empathy because he knows that other people are doing it and someone just rang the bell on him. And even Lasorda, not Lasorda, uh, Larusa, Larusa was the, they were saying in the eighties he had a thing. He had somebody sitting in the outfield with a camera, like had it, like blatant, like it wasn't even like they were hiding anything. So um, yeah. I'm indifferent on it. But it, um, it's a, for me, it's the optics of it, like, you know, for the the fans and just kind of just placate them a little bit and at least pretend because at the end of the day, it, it's a bad look. You got me, you, you know, like, I'll never do on, it again. And then just do it and just keep doing it. We won't know? do it again. Like, it doesn't speak. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. We're, 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 do it we're, we're never, never. Now. A hundred percent. You know what? Technology is the case where they they're going to develop a way that you know it's going to be better than this one. You're always going to you know you're trying to build a better mouse. You got all these exactly competitors. What... They're all trying to gain an edge on one another. It's something is bound to happen. It, and it's baseball. Baseball right. is built on stealing and cheating. You know, spitballs. They're stealing bases. They're stealing signs. Uh-huh. That's what this did. That's baseball. It's baseball. Yeah. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. But that's the weird thing because you hear about the guardians of the game who want to speak about the integrity of baseball. Yeah, I get it. But you know what? This is the hundred and first anniversary. It's been a hundred and one years since the nineteen nineteen Black Sox. So you can't really talk about the integrity of the game when wow. you had stuff like that happen. You can't talk about the integrity of the game when you didn't let black people and people of color play until the mid-1940s. You can't talk about the integrity of the game. Sammy Sosa have, corking his back you know, the shot and steroids and all this other Sammy garbage. Sammy Sosa, yeah. No, yeah, exactly. You can't talk about the integrity of the game with any of this garbage. And, and the, even the shot heard around the world, they had a guy with a telescope. Like, I mean, yeah. Yeah, of course, if I knew what was coming, I would hit it 100%. Maybe 95%. 100% but yeah, 100. Yeah. <laughs> we'll round up. Yeah, well, let's just screw. You know what? Let, let's just say it. We'll, we'll, we'll do 100. Up. And, you know, but it's baseball is a weird thing because you have these self righteous people talking about integrity when they're, fi- they're trying to find the newest <laughs> and best way to cheat. Yeah. 100%. Like, I, I get it. It's like, it's a complete oxymoron, a complete paradox. But, you know, it's at the end of the day, it's oh, still the yeah. game we love. It's a kid's and we'll, game. We'll be, it's and we'll believe game. it's up and up. Like, even though we know it's BS, we'll, we want to think it's game. up and up. It's a great game. Uh, but let's, uh, you know, we let's, uh, you know, the hockey playoffs came to an end. Lightning are the Stanley Cup champions. Got to give them a lot of dap after being swept out of the playoffs. I think last year or two years ago, they they definitely pulled like a Virginia thing and they came back and won it all, even though one of their best players was hurt. Um, you know, 
maybe you could just talk about that because I know you know we kind of differed yeah on opinions on the Stanley Cup, but uh, Lightning came through. The Lightning did come through, and you know what? The moment wasn't too big for them. Andre Vasilevsky played great. Um, you know, Victor Hedman showed up. He won the series MVP. Steven Stamkos was definitely a shot. Oh, uh, he had a Willis Reed moment, for that man. a Willis game. Reed moment. Definitely sparked it. Definitely sparked Total it. Willis Reed moment. Absolutely. And Steven Stamkos was the emotional leader of that team. And you had the guy, you had guys like Yanni Gord and Cedric Paquette and even Shattenkirk, Shattenkirk and McDonough. Shattenkirk. Tampa Rangers. But then, you know, <laughs> exactly. Sergachev and Kucherov, like, I'm sure. I mean, this must have been as cathartic too? for them. At no, they got rid of Callahan because he's a, he actually has spinal stenosis, so he's been used as a um, uh, as a contract uh, just to move around the league. Yeah, like Ryan Callahan's contract is getting passed around now, but um, all credit to them. They learned from last year and they used it as fuel. They used it as motivation, and they brought it home. But the Dallas Stars will be back. This is will not the Lightning be the back end too? Them. Uh, I think they have maybe one more run in them. They remind they me a lot of the Blackhawks when but... the Blackhawks had all their stars, like Taves and um, and and the whole team that they had when they were when they were getting to the championship and winning yeah. championships. It's true, and then uh, you know they have great depth, but at some point. Great yeah. depth needs to get paid. Speaking of getting, if you want to keep yeah, speaking of getting paid, and that's what, uh, New York said goodbye to their goaltender this week. What how you felt about Lundqvist getting bought out? Farewell to the king. He <laughs> should have been gone years ago. And you know what? That is going to be a very unpopular opinion. It's so weird how many true. so many people you like know? look at it differently. Like you and I are like goodbye, good riddance, thanks. But some people like cherish him and think he's the best goaltender in Rangers history. I think Richter was better than him. I would say that Richter has the nod because okay. he won a cup. I mean, in terms of performance, in terms of regular season performance, in terms of flashiness, Henrik Lundqvist is a better goaltender than Mike Richter. But at the end of the day, yeah. what have you done for me? And that is you have not delivered me a cup. Mike Richter I, delivered. I kind of want. I so, kind of want your take on this. But I the love thing him, that man. I'll remember most about Henry Lundqvist is how great of a goaltender he was. He was great, no, no doubt about it. He was great, but there were times that he would let in fairly easy goals, like stuff that you'd be like, "How did you miss that? How did you not stop that? Why are we winning five to four? Like, that's what I will remember most about Henrik Lundqvist. Henrik Lundqvist, and, you know, he brought me a lot of joy. However, that being said, he was Mr. Softy. Like, unbelievable. Like, just doinking in deflections, like weird angle goals, and then he drops his head in shame. <laughs> well, no kidding you dropped your head in shame because you should have stopped it. You know what? In the beginning of your career, you were square to the shooter. <laughs> the I don't know what the hell was happening tonight. at the end of the year, at the end of his career. I don't know. But, uh, I mean, some of I mean, it was an indictment of Elaine Vigneault's. Right. I mean, when Torts was there and when Tom Rennie was there, there was an emphasis made on attention to detail and defense. When Elaine Vigneault took over, 
it became defense defense optional. Let's try and move the puck up the ice. We became more Dump of a, puck, a hybrid offensive team because uh, Alain Vigneault does not have a style, and the Philadelphia Flyers fans are figuring that one out, which is why they went from the number one team to out of the playoffs, and that's why the, the Lightning are raising the Stanley Cup. It's all because of Alain Vigneault, boys and girls. But, I mean, at the end, I mean, Girardi was beaten up from all those block shots. Stahl was beat up from all those block shots. And eventually the, the, the defense crumbled around him because they stood tall in front of him for all those years. And he just, you know, he didn't do the job ultimately when you needed him to. And, you know, they always brought in a stronger backup. Like Kevin Weeks was there and then Cam Talbot. Uh, Marty Biron was there for a little bit. You always had a guy back there who could be a stalwart to rest him for a little bit. And honestly, they should have, you know, kept Cam Talbot because Cam Talbot turned out to be a pretty good goaltender. Auntie Ranta has turned out to be a very good goaltender. I'm interested to see what's going to happen with Georgiev and Shosturkin because they're so young. And um, hopefully, like, they will blossom under Benoit Allaire and they'll become just as good or better and deliver the cup well we all uh, know that henry's gonna go and win a cup with the kraken now we know that's gonna happen that's a given oh (laughs) that's a given absolutely you know that the starting the the inaugural goaltender in seattle kraken history and uh you know if the vegas golden knights model is anything like they're they're in they're in store for a really good good i think that's i I like the way the nhl does it i think that's great like it encourages people to buy teams and it encourages people to get things started on the, on the right foot. Who wants to suffer for 10, 15 years and, and not be able to build a fan base or not be able to get guys to come there? I like that idea. I don't know. I don't know. Cause you also, you see it work the other way too with the team, like the Nashville predators, cause they went from nothing. And then they have, I mean, you yeah. we've mentioned it on this, on this podcast, how town. loyal they, and through, man. Yeah. they love we've their mentioned how loyal they are. Town. Look, the lightning, the lightning went from nothing and they have some of the most loyal fans and they're the reigning Stanley cup nice champions. So, water. Yeah. I mean, both models work. It's clear that both models work, but, um, they, the this particular model gets you there fast. Well, we're running out of time, but let's go over our picks uh, for this week's NFL weekend. I crushed it last week. I went eleven and five. How did you do? I I, I... did not have a good weekend. <laughs> yeah, I was ri- riding high week two, shot down in week three. So let's I lost hope this week is better. Too. I lost some layups because I was trying to be I was trying to be cute. I was trying to be different, but whatever. No, I, it's the same thing. I'm saying I'm I'm trying to. I also you do that myself, too much. And I'm trying. I'm much. just gonna. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Like, let's start with the Bills and the Raiders, for example, because I've been going back and be forth on this game it's all be day. A great game. It is a toss up. It is a toss up. Unfortunately, you, you know, got? even though we're in New York, I'm, they're probably not going to give us this game. But uh, I got the Bills beating the Raiders. Do the Raiders are banged up? The Raiders are hurt. You know, Rugs is out. Um, they have they have some players that are out, and I, I think uh, I also think Bill Belichick delivered the blueprint for slowing down their tight end. Uh, so I got the Bills winning that game. I've been going back and forth all day, and honestly, I'm going to take the Bills as well, mostly because 
I heard about the Josh Jacobs injury and the Josh Jacobs injury is going to really stifle. What's he got going on? So I'm taking the bills. Nice. I think he's got a knee or a fantasy running back. Great. Looking forward to it. (laughs) Uh, The bears have a new quarterback. Uh, We kind of called that. That was going to happen. Foles taking over there and they're taking on the Colts this weekend. Who you got in that matchup? They ditched how does that Mitch. Guy have a, how does, they're going to win. Pace still have a job. How's Ryan Pace still have a job? I, the Khalil Mack trade. He must That's have the only new thing I can pictures of. of the owner but, or something but, like that. That's what I think. He's got new pictures of Ditka. So wait, who are you taking that game? Doc Colts. Yeah, me too. I got the Bears. I'm taking the Bears. Right. I mean the the Colts this one. Just been a, this a next game was a tough one for me. I'm actually going to take the Bengals over the Jags. I think Joe Burrow gets his first win over Jacksonville. Well, if they didn't play overtime so poorly last week, they would he would have won last week. But um, I'm I'm, I'm sticking sur- with with uh, the Bengals. <laughs> I'm surprised well. Philly hasn't Burrow- burned that city down yet. The Flyers losing now. Joe Burrow comes in and almost beats them. They're lucky it got away with a tie. <laughs> Give him time, man. Carson Wentz is going to have to escape <laughs> that city in the dead of night. Death. Uh, Browns and the Cowboys. This should be an interesting one. I'm taking the Browns over the Cowboys because this is exactly the kind of game that the Browns win. Yeah, exactly I'm taking the, the boys. The boys Cowboys need to win this lose. game. In my opinion, they've looked like shit all year. Uh, part of my French, but uh, I think they got lucky. With Atlanta, they really should be 0-3. That's just my opinion. No, I agree. The Cowboys have not played well. And honestly, it's nobody just, show, it's just really, really showing how bad. Now, I'm not going to say bad, but how – I it's just, it's just showing the coach that Mike McCarthy is, especially when you see how well Aaron Rodgers is flourishing. There's no excuses in Dallas. You got the talent. You got the players. You're in a trash division. You can't you can't win games outright. You can't beat Atlanta. Everybody's beating Atlanta. I mean, you beat Atlanta, but I'm saying like you yeah. had to come back in that game. You were losing the whole game. It's true, and you know what? It's really an indictment of Dak Prescott too, because uh, he's not as good of a quarterback as people really think he think is, so? or that he's paid to be. And I. I I don't think he's that good. I mean, he's decent, but there's yeah. a reason why he was taken in the fourth round. And, you know, like, you look at a, a player comp. I mean, Russell Wilson was taken in the fourth round. Look at Russell Wilson compared to Dak Prescott. Uh, no, I get what you're saying. I, I, I'm i not so down on him as you are. I do think he's good, and I agree with you. Given the choice between the two, I would take Russ, but largely because Russ has been to a Super Bowl and won a Super Bowl. But – um. You know, I think yeah. if, if Dak is on the Legion of Boom, you don't think they still win that Super Bowl? I mean, it's all possibly, but I don't, I, you know, you don't know. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, see, they yeah. didn't get that far. Yeah, I hear you saying. Yeah, you know, you, you don't know. But, you know, in the, in, you know, as an NFC East guy and as a Giant fan, <laughs> I can firmly say, F them. I'm boys. actually trying to get, Russell Wilson's rookie baseball card. I think that would be amazing. But just for clarification, Russell was drafted in the third round. Dak was drafted in the fourth round. But still comparable. Still comparable. 
Comp- yeah, no, not still first, not first, still not first round. Uh, so I'm gonna t- I'm taking the uh, the Saints <laughs> over the Lions. I was really close to taking the Lions, but I think the Saints will win maybe at the last second or you know with some trickery. It's gonna be a close game. You don't have Michael Thomas again, but the Saints gotta win this. The Lions <laughs> are spiraling down the drain, and Matt, Matt Patricia might beat Adam Gase to the, the gate. You know, he might beat them. He might beat Adam Gase out the door. And that's pretty, I'm that's pretty amazing. I'm surprised at but, how um, yeah, I'm taking South the Saints. that situation is gone. I thought he would have been, I thought he would have been better there, honestly. Well, honestly, I mean, if you look at it, ever <laughs> since uh, Jim Bob Cooter went from uh, Detroit to the Jets. You should definitely you know, name your first the son tank. Jim Bob so, Cooter. Jim Bob Cooter Zinzi. Exactly. It has to happen. I like it. it can't go I like any it. other it's way. Got a nice Your southern wife has ring to agree to it. that. I don't care. Put that in the prenuptial agreement. First <laughs> kid is Jim Bob Cooter Zinzi. That's it. Yep. JBCZ. And I think, you know, the first thing instead of the bubble gum, so that's it. That, and he's going to get a, a can of Copenhagen. Um, go all right. Fast. Easy game. Go I got that. the Seahawks over the Dolphins. I'm taking the Seahawks too. The Dolphins are going to show some fight, but they're not talented uh, enough to hang with. We got in the Bucks Chargers game. Yeah, I'm taking the Bucks, even though again the Chargers are going to, you know, seeing what they did against the Chiefs, you have some hope. Yeah, I got the Ravens over the the Skins. If Chase Young was playing, I might have taken the Skins, but I'm going with the Ravens. They need after what happened against the Chiefs, the Ravens yeah. are gonna be pissed. And when the Ravens are pissed, they destroy teams. And I feel bad for Ron Rivera <laughs> and I feel bad for Dwayne Haskins, run, run. but you're just on the schedule. You're just the next man up. Um, uh cards back over up. Panthers, even though I think this is a trap game for the cards, and they came off a bad loss last week, man, losing to the Lions. This is a tough game. As, you know, as much as the Bills and Raiders was a toss-up, the Cardinals and the Panthers, it's tough, but I'm going to take the Cardinals just on the strength of that defense. It's better than the Panthers' defense, but there will be blood. There will be uh, points. We got another toilet bowl this weekend. We got the 0-3 Texans and the 0-3 Vikings. Who you got? Yeah. I'm rolling I got the, the Texans, man. I'm taking the Texans. I actually think it'll be a high I, uh, the, but um, I think the Texans come out on top. And the $84 million yeah. man will go in for. <laughs> um, oh, another another layup. I got the Rams over the Giants. And last week, I took the 49ers and you took the Giants. I told you they were going to get blown out. <laughs> when you lose that many. Mullins just eat you up. You got it. And they're getting, and speaking, we'll talk about the Niners later. But when you lose that many players, there's absolutely no reason for you to lose that game. But you have a healthy Rams team. With the, I mean, you have a couple of dinged up players. I think Malcolm Brown and Akers, but um, Richardson ran the ball well. 
uh, yeah, there's absolutely I have absolutely <laughs> no. no reason to believe that the Giants are going to win. Zero. And it pains me to say that. Like, it, you know, I'm 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 being a realist here. You know, Daniel Jones is lucky if Aaron Donald is <laughs> in, in the middle of the field. And uh, I got, like a turkey I got the Eagles getting their first win this right. weekend. I got the Eagles taking out the 49ers. Riding it. I got the Niners, man. George Kittle's back. Nick and Mullins. He has really good chemistry with Nick Mullins. And Nick, you know, we got another big Nick. Yeah. You know, Nick Mullins is playing well. And uh, you know how I feel about You want to have his Wentz. babies? I've been pretty clear about that. <laughs> so. <laughs> um. Maybe not. Uh, another. Uh, I was tempted to take the Falcons clear. this game, but I'm going to roll with the Packers over the Falcons. Yeah, there's really there's no shot. The Packer the, the Packers going to roll this game. Yeah. The, the Falcons. To me, to me, the game good. of the week is the Chiefs and, and last, against the Patriots, and uh, I actually think it's going to be a good game. But uh, Chiefs win by a field goal, maybe even five. Interesting. After seeing the blueprint of what the Chargers did, and um, giving Bill Belichick some time. I no. see the Pats pull. I mean, is it really well, an they upset? Are go, they are going not, you can't to really Kansas call it an City. upset. I mean, that's so not an take... easy place to play. I know that there's no fans there, but it's still it's not easy to play Kansas City on their turf. Uh, Bill has a Bill has a blueprint for playing against the Chiefs. They're going to run the football. They're going to keep the ball out of Pats' hands. They did that last year. They did that in the when they faced them in the AFC Championship game two years ago or three years ago now. So I, I don't think the Patriots are going to have a problem. I just think yeah. that Pat gets the ball with the last possession and puts them in position to either uh, win the game or prevent the Patriots from having a chance to win the game. True. Okay. I mean, I, I can see that. Would you say, based on what you saw last week with Lamar Jackson, would you say that Cam Newton is like the more evolved Excuse me, evolved form of Lamar Jackson. No, because I don't kind think of like more polished Cam, version of Lamar great. Jackson. Uh, Cam, Cam to me, uh, is more of a, a polished Dante Culpepper, more of a a full utility knife. Where Dante mm. was a big dude that could really throw the ball downfield. Cam could definitely let it go now with his shoulder healed, and he can take on he can take on linebackers. He's bigger than most defensive ends, and he can run the ball. Lamar, to me, is a Michael Vick. He, he reminds me a whole bunch of Michael Vick. He just seems to be a hmm. little bit more accurate, but he doesn't throw the deep ball as well as Michael did. Um, and I also think that um, oh, Michael Lamar Vick has can. a better work ethic. I don't know if Michael was taking the sport as seriously as he should have. He had some other things going on on the side. Um, but Lamar... Lamar... <laughs> oh. We'll, we'll put he that, had another uh, business putting it going a lightly, but... Um, but Lamar is uh, he, he, he's fast um, he can put the ball where he wants to uh, the, the only issue with him is is uh, I, I, you know people are starting to figure out what he likes and what he doesn't like so he's gonna they're gonna have to mix it up a little bit yeah. he doesn't seem to be able to play sure, well absolutely. when he doesn't and, have the uh... lead um, when he's got to come back that he's he's struggling with that so yeah and you know yeah. honestly when he plays good teams in the playoffs yeah. like he doesn't right. really yeah he doesn't deal with adversity well in that regard 
But um, yeah, I it's going to be a, that this game is going to be a great game, and it, the way things are going, it has the potential to be an well. AFC you know what? Game. This we, to me, this is who a knows, game for Chance because as he of right was now, one play away from being Russell Wilson. So if he can go into Arrowhead and beat Pat Mahomes, that is the headline Monday morning, you know. And that would have been the headline Monday morning if he would have beat Russell Wilson. So if he loses, it's like he lost. But if he wins, huge. And the other thing I'll say about Cam is I feel like this is year one in the Patriots system. If he was in year two, year three, or year four, I think they win that game in Seattle. And I think they would be favorites going into Kansas City this weekend. But, you know, he's coming off shoulder surgery, first year in the system, covid you know, he, he's got everything to gain from this season. He's definitely going to get some takers once the season's over, especially if the Patriots don't extend him, which I don't think they will. Uh, but I, 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 I'm i interested to see this game. It's the game I'm looking for. I'm, I'm going to be doing stuff in the morning and in the afternoon, but I'm going to try to catch this game. I'm going to be on the edge of my seat. I got my popcorn ready, like T.O. said. And uh, this has been... The Fade Route with DNZ. Thank you for getting faded with us this week. If you'd like to be a part of the show, questions, comments, if you want to share your picks with us, go to faderoutemail at gmail.com. Uh, so it's another good one, brother. Again, catch some baseball, and we'll catch up next week. All right. We'll talk Take to you care. next week, and we'll talk to you guys next week, too. Thanks for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you like what you heard and want to hear more, be sure to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Rate us five stars. Leave us a review. Turn on subscription notifications and tell your friends. Spread the word. Spread it wide.